0: Right, let's get back into it. We're joined again by Stacy Poitras of singleparentadvocate.org. Uh, what we're going to talk to her about in the second half of the episode is really our own mental health. Uh, you know, it's, being a single parent is without a doubt the most stressful thing day to day that I've ever had to endure. And if you're not careful, that stress and anxiety can consume you. And before you know it, you're not as effective of a parent with your children, because all you can think about is everything in your head that you're stressing out about. So, uh, I asked Stacy, what are some strategies, some tips, some things you can share with us to help us manage the stress and anxiety of single parenting? Um, so I, I've
1: been researching, uh, this a lot. And one of the things that I, you know, want to recommend highly is uh, that a single parent journal. Um, journaling is a great out, outsource or a resource to, you know, just make sure that you've got your thoughts filled out. The second thing I would highly recommend is uh, in that journal, putting gratitudes, you know, gratitudes drive our attitudes, Um, and where we can say, okay, these are the things I'm grateful for today, and then being able to communicate those to our kids and fostering an environment of gratitude where we're not spending our time, you know, overly focusing on the hill or the mountain in front of us, but we're focusing on the breeze in our back, you know, or the things that inspire us forward. Um, And then validation, validating you know each other, validating the kids and and vice versa. You know, making sure that we're doing that. And then uh, one of the things that I have highly recommended in my own life and love is, uh, you know, exercise and yoga. And um, I, you know, walk or run and uh, stretch daily. And there are a lot of apps, you know, that we can download on our phones that. Uh, you know, our mindfulness apps or I have a yoga class on Audible that I go to every morning and every night. My little yoga instructor comes on and says, hey, movers. And it's just a really great way to uh, stretch and get recentered. And if that's not your bag, um, I guess, you know, just exercise in general, you know, one of the things we do as Single Parent Advocate every year is we provide bicycles to our families, as many as possible, so that uh, bicycles, uh, you know, do two things. They provide a resource for exercise. But they also provide a resource for transportation, which can be a little bit of relief if your children or you need to, uh, you know, go somewhere close and you the family has to share one car. So it's been, you know, bicycles are awesome to uh, adopt in your life. And then um, the other thing that I've started to do for stress, honestly, Daryl, is um, I make sure that I have positive and productive music going on, you know, the old adage, garbage in, garbage out. So basically I have uh, three legs of my life stool uh, that I have found work for me and other single families. And one is love when love is not what you have received. Help others as you help yourself. And the third leg of my stool is leave a positive and productive legacy for your children and for your community. And what that means is words matter. Don't don't be bashing or negative. Don't welcome that into your car or into your home. Make sure that uh, you're helpful to others if you discover resources and you're helping your family. Bring somebody else along the way. That really helps. And then, um, you know, in our communication and our legacy with our children, be consistent, be reliable. But do not be rigid, you know, learn to love the carpool line, you know, (laughs) and, um, you know, just try to make sure that, you know, you're, you're really putting an environment around you and around the kids that help you be fulfilled. They help you dream. They help you educate yourself and feel whole and not try to compare your kind of family to other kinds of families. Because the truth of the matter is single families are one in four in America. We're 25% of the population of the children in America today are being raised in a single parent home. And all all of those homes face more months than money or emotional or physical challenges like divorce or disease or disability you know a lot of, of, of parents and kids face depression um, so you know we we have to really acknowledge that and, and as a as a country you know I know there's so many things going on right now that are are uh, in the news and and our news reporters are bringing it to all of us right now but you know in the light of all of that you know, if if we're going to have one in three kids in America, you know, being raised in a single family home, wouldn't it be really great if those single family homes could afford to raise those kids without, you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul and swimming upstream all the time.
0: It's tough for this single dad. I can tell you that much.
1: (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, maybe you could share with me, you know, your biggest question, you know, um, I know we've talked about, you know, some of the challenges for the population. Maybe you could tell me a little more about about your life and we could just kind of compare notes. I loved talking with you the other day and, and uh, hearing about single dads. You know, single dads are um, a big part of, of, of my heart. I, I see single fathers pushing and, and trying to uh, be a part of their kids' lives. They, they try to be their wage earner. They see the kids every other weekend a lot of the times and, uh, you know, trying so hard to make that sliver in that window the best moment it could possibly be amid all of their other responsibilities. And at the same time, they face the same economic challenges and career challenges that single moms face so I, silently. A lot of times, uh, you know, it, it, I've really tried to reach out to several single fathers and like have a father's day event or something like that. And it's really hard to get the dads to come out and uh, stuff, but the ones that do are amazing.
0: I I work with my shrink constantly on, on what I need to do. And and most of my challenges really just kind of being present and being able to clear all the clutter in my head and be present with my kids. And, and so for me, the biggest challenge is really, I mean, I'll be honest, the, the, the nuts and bolts of raising kids really I don't I don't want to minimize it, but I mean, people have been doing it for millions of years without killing kids. And I think there's a reason why. But for me, the largest challenge is really just in my own head, just managing my own anxiety, just just trying not to become overwhelmed with all this stuff. I mean, that's the hardest part for me.
1: Well, and the thing that the thing that um, I think people have um, or I've read about anyway, it's uh, called serial quitting. And uh, because of that overwhelm, uh, you know, the deer in the headlights, you know, families, single-parent families in and of their nature are, have faced some form of ruin uh, that, that, you know, really takes their breath away. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially if you go see a counselor, you know, they'll tell you don't make a decision, a major life decision if you are in a state like that, right? You know, where you're deer in the headlights. You're in you're in survival mode, and you're just trying to take the next breath. So you know, we've got a large percentage of the population facing this this life, this economic challenge, and even now, you know what's going on in our country, and they're already on tilt. And um, you know, sometimes it's better if you don't know what to do, just do the next thing right or the right thing next that was the most i actually got that advice from a single dad also media media professional he um told me uh, early on in the days of single parent advocate you know stacy just do the next thing right or the right thing next and make sure you breathe and make sure you you know if you're a person of faith you remember why you have that faith
0: i always tell people that you know uh, 90% of single parenting is just getting through the day and getting to the next one. So that kind of speaks to that.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you talk about planning, <laughs> right? Sounds nice, doesn't just it? Know, yeah, planning, just know things are going to change. They're going to change, you know, and, you know, the better you are at, you know, rolling with the changes, uh, the better. I, I was t- I was told by somebody actually even yesterday another uh, one of our volunteers. They said, "Well, you know, your your goal can be to do this, you know, A B C D and E, and you know, probably you know you may or may not get there, but if you're you refocus yourself." And you say, I want to develop the skills and the balance and, you know, the, uh, you know, plan A, plan B and plan C that will eventually get me, you know, to achieve those goals. It becomes where you're setting yourself up to win versus setting yourself up with an expectation that actually probably isn't fulfillable. We're getting ready to uh, launch a Um, Either a YouTube series or a podcast about successful single parenting. And it's my dream, as an example, to interview people like yourself uh, who are single moms and dads and have a professional career, maybe some speakers or people who want to uh, really tell their story and inspire other single families to, you know, come through all the challenges. And that goal is you know, um, pretty challenging to, to, you know, you to make happen if you're already running a charity and delivering services. And so I've been, you know, kind of backing off in order to set a pace I can keep. Have you ever heard that?
0: Backing off to set a pace keep. that you can keep? I mean, I, I think conceptually it makes sense.
1: Yeah. So um, trying to set a pace you can keep. So what that means to me as a single parent is, you know, making sure that, all right, I have, I'm a passionately driven person. I'm a type A go get it girl, but I can only row as fast as the slowest person on my team. Right. And that can be in my family. That can be on my committee group. That could be wherever, And so sometimes you have to take a step back in order to take three steps forward. So in my life, I've developed this mantra to set a pace I can keep, which means I need to be able to get my sleep. I need to be able to stretch and do yoga or do some form of exercise. I need to be able to eat, hydrate, and do all of my self-care. And I need to be able to do all of that for my kids and family too. And then around those core you know, self-care of my being, then I have to fold in, obviously, you know, making money, getting an education, giving an education in in many people's cases. And that's right there. That's it. That's about all you got time for, unless you're not going to get your sleep or you have to work two jobs in order to make ends meet. And that's what drives me and my heart for single families, because most single parents do have to have a second income. Because the last time I researched it, uh, the Center for Public Policy Priority in Texas was saying, and we're in Texas, uh, it takes forty-seven to $48,000 of income each year to raise two kids on your own with a skinny budget. And only 30% of the available jobs, I don't know what the current statistic is with everything going on today, but um, 30% of the available jobs pay enough for that. And can you imagine the competition, you know, out there for that job?
0: I personally, I, I love what I do for a living and I work two jobs, but I don't work two jobs because I love it. I work two jobs because I have to.
1: Yeah. and And, and that's a reality. I work two jobs too. Um, so here we have, you know, families working two jobs just to make ends meet and their kids are at home and uh, or, you know, in daycare or, you know, they're old enough to, to you know, do their homework at home. And it's just it's a dynamic that, you know, when we go, go full circle back to your original question a few minutes ago about quality time. Sometimes, you know, families that play together, stay together, families that rest together, stay together. You know, like maybe, you know, a lot of times it's just making that safe place to exhale and, and try not to uh, push yourself and, and the kids so hard that it turns out to be like a competition. <laughs> who's got the, the most fun and who's got the most, uh, you know, gifts going on for the kids you know it just isn't isn't how to connect for quality time even though it is a lot fun
0: well stacy you've given us a lot of food for thought a lot of good advice and sound advice and and hopefully we'll be able to uh integrate that into our lives and and make us more effective parents and 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 like i said kind of help us maintain our our uh our own mental health while trying to do the best we can for our kids so uh really good stuff,
1: I'd love to close by, uh, on that end, on the mental health end, I want to, to uh, leave you with three statements. First, I always tear up because I love talking to all of you. Um, you are enough. Nobody can replace you in the life of your child. The second thing is, don't compare. It's not fair. Life is not a competition. And the third thing is remember that, you know, you are an inspiration to your kids, but also to another single family next door. And if you are a business owner or if you are somebody out in the world who has opportunities, please be responsible for the opportunities you create. Single parent families, one in three kids in Texas, one in four in the U.S. We, as an economic effort, need to create a way for these families and their kids to succeed in the USA today. It's my heartfelt passion, and I know we can do it.
0: I sincerely hope you got as much out of my conversation with Stacy Poitras as I did. I mean, even if I didn't share this interview in the podcast, uh, the 15 minutes or so that I spent on the phone with her were just incredible for me. You know, in terms of being validated by somebody else who has the same struggles, uh, I found it unique that she kind of comes from the media as well. So I felt like uh, she's very much in my boat, or at least I'm in the same boat as she is. So uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, talking to her, and and we'll probably have her on again in the future. Uh, If she and I don't end up doing a podcast just on single parenting, that could be coming to your favorite podcast platform soon, but we'll have to... uh, Talk to her about that and see where that goes. But that's all we got for you this week. I really hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, I wanted to bring something a little different to the podcast this week, and I really hope that you got something out of it. So we'll talk to you next week.